Welcome to the Starch Solution Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Healthy Emmy. I am a nutritionist and the creator of the Slim on Starch program. If you want to lose weight on a plant-based diet, listen to this podcast. Also, bonus points, go and watch all of my YouTube videos, Healthy Emmy on YouTube. But if you're really serious about this, go to healthyemmy.org, apply to work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach, and let's do this thing. Now, on to the podcast. Starch client Lauren was overweight as a child and at the tender age of 12 was put on Weight Watchers, which she was on for almost decades. She counted every single point for years and years and years to the point where she had such gastric distress that she had to move over to a whole food plant-based diet. To go from tracking every single point to moving into the Slim on Starch program where we don't count calories, we don't track points, we listen to our hunger fullness cues. This was a transition for her to drop into her body whose hunger and fullness cues she had been neglecting for almost 20 years. Now, Lauren has released weight, she doesn't track anything, she's listening to her hunger fullness cues, she is glowing, she is happy, she is clear, and she is fulfilled. I can see the real Lauren, and she's awesome, you're going to love her, and we'll get into the interview. And before that, let me thank Lauren's coaches, nutrition coach Beth and mindset coach Kayla were a huge help to helping Lauren achieve this transformation. I was on a diet since I was 12 years old. I was really overweight um, as, a, as a kid. And that was just from, you know, overeating, eating the wrong foods. And my parents didn't want to restrict us as kids. Like they never wanted to induce some sort of bad mentality around food by being like, you can't have this or you're eating too much or you know, whatever. So, you know, I'm thankful to them for that because they didn't ever tell me like, you need to lose weight. I came to that conclusion on my own. Um, but I think my biggest struggle was always like constantly feeling like I'm in this hamster wheel of trying to lose weight, lose a bunch of weight, gain a 10 pounds back, lose those 10 pounds, gain five pounds back. And just being on this like diet mentality and, and just having a toxic relationship with food, to be honest, like, it, it got to a point with, you know, with the Weight Watchers that like, I wasn't enjoying socializing because, oh, well, I already used all my points for the week. I don't want to go to dinner with everyone because then I'm going to have to do this. We're like, now, if I want to go to dinner, I know exactly what to order anywhere I go. Like, I know if I, if I'm on my system that I'm going to eat whatever I want. If I'm not on my system that day, then I'm going to get a steamed potato and vegetables. But like, it just took all the anxiety out of all that for me. Um, so that was a big struggle too. 12 is such a tender age to get into that sort of mentality with food. When did you start to recognize that your relationship with food was unhealthy? Honestly, not until the last like three years, I would say. Um, I kind of would go in waves with Weight Watchers where like in college, I wasn't on it at all. It was a free for all. I was living my best life. I don't regret one day of that because I enjoyed college and studying abroad thoroughly. Um, but when I was in my mid twenties, I kind of, you know, got back on the program with Weight Watchers. I lost 20 pounds. I felt amazing. 
but then it started to creep back up. And that's when it really started to get like to a toxic level where I was just obsessive about the, the point counting and like, couldn't enjoy like anything I ate outside of what I was supposed to, I'd feel so guilty for. And like, I used to have an Instagram that was all about Weight Watchers. And when I look back at my posts, I'm like, oh, those are the words of someone who's like, has a very unhealthy relationship to food. And like, it makes me a little sad that like I was in such a bad headspace about it. Do you have compassion for yourself at that time? You know, you were doing the best that you could. Yes. Now, something that I've just been working on in the last six months is like feeling okay with every stage of where I've been and like allowing myself like the the space to feel like if I feel guilty, I'm not going to beat myself up over feeling guilty. And like, I, I do feel a lot of compassion for myself because I was also going through like a very stressful time of life at that point. So to put that extra pressure on myself of like, you know, you have to get down to this weight for whatever reason. Um, but that's another thing that I would say I, I gained from your program, from your program and just like listening to you and um, some of our alumni calls is like, you've mentioned before that like, if all you're focused on in life is like looking a certain way and hitting a certain goal weight, like we're all going to age. And so if like beauty and this perfect body is like the only thing that makes you happy in life, like how is that going to end well for you as you get older? And I was like, it really resonated with me. And like, I've been really focusing lately on having gratitude. Like I don't have to love my body every day, but having like appreciating it because Someday I will hopefully be pregnant. My body's going to look a lot different than, than it does right now, but I don't like, I need to learn if I don't appreciate it now, how am I going to appreciate it then? So that really stuck with me. It's a very wise thing to say. And with a, you know, a face like yours, you'll look beautiful. I know stage you're in and a personality as shining as yours. Um, oh my gosh, stop it. <laughs> so how did the GI issues start? So that's been going on for about a decade. So I've always had like really uncomfortable GI issues and I won't go into details, but it's been like a decade. I would say ever since I graduated college and started working, which is probably a lot of stress impacted, um, I've had a rough ride. And finally last winter, I was like, I can't live like this anymore. Like this is something's gotta give. I have to go talk to someone. So last April, I was leading up to my rescheduled wedding and I had been working with a GI doctor for some gut um, health troubles I was having. And I was trying to lose a couple of pounds before my wedding, release some weight. Um, and I have, I had been doing um, Weight Watchers for 19 years, counting points most of days of my life for 19 years. And I had gotten to a point where I was doing all the right things. I was counting every calorie, every morsel that went into my mouth, I was aware of, but yet my weight was stagnant. And I had even gone up a little bit in weight um, from what I originally lost. And so this GI I went to said, you know, for your, your gut issues, I had already been vegan for a year, but he was like, I really want you to follow a whole foods, plant-based, no sugar, no processed food, no oil diet. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of no's. Um, I think I'm going to need help with that, you know, cause it's not something that I was used to eating that way to say the least. So, um, anyway, I had researched your program for about eight months. Like I started following you in August and I 
watched every YouTube video. I listened to every podcast episode. I was like a junkie for your podcast episodes to come out. I would get so excited. Um, I read the starch solution. I, I did all the things and I was like, still not seeing the results. And so finally by April, I was like, you know what? I need help. I need support. Emmy has a support team. So that's when I reached out to you. Why weren't you seeing results? Do you have clarity on that now? Yes. So looking back on it, I started going vegan in like May of 2020 and I was doing a pretty good job as far as like leaning more towards the whole food side of things. But of course, like when I first went vegan, I was like, wow, they have vegan ranch dressing and they have vegan pizza and tater tots and, you know, whatever, you know, vegan junk food you can imagine. So there was a lot of exploration of that kind of food in the beginning. And then, which is food that I would have never touched pre-vegan, but it was just like this whole new world of excitement. Something I really liked, um, which I apologize if I'm skipping ahead, but um, something I really liked about SOS is it gave me structure and I love structure. I'm like, give me a set of rules. Tell me what I need to do. Tell me how to do it. And I will adhere to it like you've never seen before. So having that structure of the plate builder was such a light bulb moment. Cause I was like, Oh, this is what I've been doing wrong. I've been so unbalanced in my vegan meals. How did the transition go from Weight Watchers for nearly two decades to this is as far as you can get from that? It was a really rough transition at first. Me, like not necessarily slim on starch, but I stopped counting points sometime around when I read the starch solution in August and releasing the control of the point counting was like really anxiety inducing for me because I felt like the way that I can control my, my food environment is by counting all these, you know, points and calories. So to go from that to like, you know, you can eat as much as you want was like a little, a little rough going because it was, it was a mental hurdle for me to get over. So then when I joined SOS, I really, it made it a smoother transition because I'm not counting calories anymore, but at least I can go, okay, have a plate builder. You're still hungry. Have another plate builder but it gave me some sort of loose structure as opposed to like counting every morsel that goes in my mouth to like the wild, wild west of, you know, you can eat as much as you want on a plant-based diet. So it was like a great middle ground for me. When your doctor recommended this whole food plant-based diet and you were coming from the past of Weight Watchers, did it at first, did it occur to you? Oh, what if I do Weight Watchers, but I also eat this way? Did you try to blend the two? Yeah. So especially like when I, like the beginnings of going vegan, like after I went through my vegan junk food phase, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to like count the points of the potatoes and count the points of the starch. And I quickly realized that like, basically Weight Watchers was telling me like not to eat these healthy foods necessarily. And like, well, I could have a two point bar or I could have like a measly, you know, quarter cup of potatoes for two points, depending on what old new system here. I've been through all of them. So who knows? And so it's like, oh, well, I'll just eat the chocolate, you know, two point bar, because why would I waste it on a quarter cup of potatoes where now, like, I really say of like, oh my gosh, the calorie density of those things don't even come close to each other. And like learning about calorie density helped me totally release trying to blend the two. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't count points anymore. Like that's not the, the way to do it. 
Yeah, and I think it's important too to identify what it was that you liked about that program. And I think what we what we've learned about you is that you very much like structure and you like yes. rules, so to speak. So having the structure in SOS made it a safe transition from something that yep. you liked about it into something that you still felt felt safe with this transition. Absolutely. Like structure for me, structure and accountability are, I would say two of the biggest like things that help me with any endeavor that I'm in in life. And so, yeah, that structure really made me feel like, okay, I can take the leap and trust Emmy because at least it's not a a free for all, you know, and it's not just like, yeah, Lauren, just listen to your body because I didn't trust myself at all in the beginning of SOS. And that's still very much a work in progress for me. But when I tell you the leaps and bounds I have made in the past year, really, I've been coming up on one year of following um, your program. It's unbelievable just how much I, how much more I trust myself now than I did a year ago. Well, that's a perfect segue into the next thing that we want to talk about, which is what you achieved. So let's talk about that. So I released about 12 pounds before my wedding. So from like my pre SOS weight that I kept bouncing around to my like wedding day, I released 12 pounds. I felt so good all summer. Like it's not even about the weight at this point. Like I felt so confident. And so my stomach felt better. Like everything in my body felt better. I had more energy for my bachelorette party, for my wedding shower, for my other bachelorette party, for my honeymoon. Like I cannot even tell you, like I, first of all, I had to buy another dress three weeks before my wedding because my original dress uh, fit pretty poorly by then. But like, (laughs) I, I, I found a dream dress. Like I just, I felt like just radiating with positivity for all of those wedding events. And like that meant everything to me because that's what I wanted ultimately was one, you know, one thing that I wanted out of the program. And like, I look back at pictures, there's not a single candid photo of me that I'm like, Oh, look at what I look like there. Like I just, I felt good and it showed on my face. Like I look confident. You took and that makes me so happy. In those photos that you shared from your wedding, you just, you're glowing. You look so happy and you look like, I mean, from getting to know you, you have such a beautiful personality. You are so warm and so friendly. And it looks like somebody who has a beautiful, warm, bubbly personality is in the shell that they feel that they should be in. And you felt, you looked like you were in a body that you felt great in. It was beautiful. And we can think now still. Thank you so much. And yeah, that's absolutely true. I feel inside matched my outside. I felt like this is, I feel like myself. I don't feel restricted. I didn't like the fact that I released weight with a bachelorette party and we went to Austin, Texas and we ate all the vegan food and did brunches and did mimosas and, you know, the whole nine yards, my, my wedding shower. Like I didn't, I didn't adhere strictly to SOS for those events. And you and I talked extensively before those, and I was very nervous about it. And like, looking back on it, I fully enjoyed those events to the maximum extent. And it had nothing to do with the food that I ate or didn't eat. And like, that's not the memories that I remember. Like, I just remember enjoying the event with no thought around the food while I was there, which is like the most freeing thing in the world for me, because normally everything revolves around food. So Um, so that was the wedding weight was a big deal. Um, and another thing was the relief of the GI issues. Like I said, I just, I felt so good. Um, and just like learning. So my husband is, he's a, 
eat to live. Like he doesn't, he does not care what we eat for dinner on any given night. Holidays are not about the food for him. He was brought up in a eat to live environment. I was born into a Italian food is life. Every holiday is planned around the food, um, you know, household, which was beautiful and like had its own traditions. But I think I've come a long way in adopting like an eat to live mentality where like food is not my priority. Like I have so many other interesting things to worry about that like food is not it. <laughs> you really embraced SOS as your foundation. For instance, when you were stuck in Croatia in your <laughs> hotel food, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So um, on my honeymoon, we had a beautiful, wonderful honeymoon. And, you know, I ate vegan the whole time I was there. I enjoyed the risotto of Croatia. They have a lot of Italian food. Um, really enjoyed myself. And then we got, my husband got COVID the night before we were supposed to fly home. And so we ended up getting stuck there for an extra 12 days, quarantined to our hotel room, which we were very, very fortunate that the hotel we stayed at just happened to have a vegan menu, which no other restaurant we ever went to had a vegan menu. So the fact that this hotel did was kind of unbelievable. Um, but we had about four food choices for 12 days to eat for every meal. Um, so I was like, you know, as part of the way to pass the time in a hotel room for 24, seven, 12 days, um, I, you know, was keeping up with the master's program at the time. And I was, you know, journaling as much as I could and really trying to keep in touch with you guys for my sanity. And so, you know, you had really helped me by being like, okay, so they have fried spring rolls or they have veggie risotto. Like let's, let's stop for the veggie risotto. Like, so basically picking the, the lesser of the evils. If they have a salad, don't put the dressing on it. If, you know, have the avocado, don't have the dressing or whatever the case is. So that was really helpful. And just keeping my body feeling as good as it could. And then once I got COVID, I just drank pumpkin soup basically for five days. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, having that foundation and like coming back from Croatia and like, just have, you know, I was gone for 20 days on my honeymoon, on my honeymoon and coming back and just being able to immediately slip back into my SOS foundation foods. Like the weight came off any weight I did gain came off really quickly. And like, I just immediately started feeling better when I came home. Exactly. It's the foundation that you were able to fall back on and the world didn't end because you had to eat hotel food for a few days. And also remembering that there are SOS principles outside of just the food. We talk about hunger and fullness. We talk about focusing on primary foods, listening to what your body needs, eating when you're only truly hungry. So no matter what you're eating, you could still apply those principles. Absolutely. And like, it really proved to me that your system works because I ate bread every day for 20 days, which, you know, previously I would have been like, this is it. I'm getting all the weight back. It's all over, but it didn't matter because as soon as I got back on SOS, it was like, it never happened. So it, it kind of like washes the slate clean. hundred percent. I was waiting on bated breath for your messages for when you could find <laughs> home. <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a trying time, but it tested our marriage and we're good. So. <laughs> Good. Something, another thing that I kind of like before, as opposed to during, I know we already talked about like learning how to eat plate builders and balanced meals, but something that I've never, ever done in my life is listen to my hunger and fullness cues because my eating has always been based on points. How many points do you have left? Oh, you have 12 points. 
go eat six different desserts at 10 o'clock at night because you might as well, you have the points. So, and oh, if you're hungry, but you don't have any points left, guess you're not going to guess you're going to be hangry the rest of the night. So like, um, it was a new concept for me to like learn the hunger fullness scale. And it is very much a work in progress for me. And by no means am I saying that I've like nailed it and I am confident all the time, but wow, like I have learned about myself and I've actually kind of like told this to my mom. Cause she does the same thing as I do that. Like I used to like leave the house and go run errands and do all these things, never having eaten anything, but like a very early breakfast. And then all of a sudden I'm like, sick. I'm so hungry while I'm out. And then I'm over hungry. And now I come home and I eat so much because I got way too hungry. So now I've learned like you have my favorite Emmyism is eat now or eat later. If you eat later, the quantity will always be greater. So I always, before I run errands, before, before I leave the office around four o'clock, I always get kind of hungry. I have a mini meal before I do anything now. And that's like my insurance that I'm not going to get hangry you know, while I'm out and about, and that's just better for everyone. <laughs> How did you let yourself sort of surrender to hunger fullness cues after decades almost of counting points? Where, where did you even start with that? That's a great question. I feel like actually putting my food in the healthy app and making myself think how hungry am I before I eat this? How full am I after was the first step in making me consciously think about how hungry am I right now? And also the like kind of litmus test of would I eat a vegetable right now? Is it, so then that's how I know if my eating is coming from boredom or stress, or if it's coming from true hunger, because if I don't want to put broccoli in my mouth, then I'm not hungry. Cause there has been times where I am so hungry. First thing, when I wake up in the morning that like, I will eat leftover cold broccoli out of my fridge because I just need to eat something because I'm so hungry. So like I, that helps me learn like my hunger cues. And then as far as fullness goes, that's a big one for me that I'm still working on. Um, I tend to like, feel like I need to like really be full. So I'm my, something that I'm working on right now and that I've worked on during the program is like the analogy you give of like, being in an ocean, like you don't have to get out of the ocean, get to your car, dry yourself off and drive home. You could just like step out of the water. So <laughs> I'm learning to step out of the hunger water and just be like, okay, I'm comfortable. I can always eat again later. So that's kind of my new mantra is like the, the food is always there. You can always eat it later. Absolutely. You spoke a little bit about coming from a big Italian family. Food is everything. Food is love. And I know that you're very close to your family. How did you navigate this now that we're switching over to more so life is everything and food is just what allows me to live a full life? Yeah. So my, my mom and my family are so supportive of me and like my mom will make me oil-free SOS friendly meals. Like even for Easter, she made me my own like SOS roasted vegetables and stuff. And so now like I always eat a meal before I go to a holiday or a family event just to have like the insurance that I'm not going to be starving to be snacky when I get there. My family and, and uh, my husband's family is super accommodating to me. And if anything, I just bring my own food sometimes to things now. And because at the end of the day, I don't care. Like I'm not at Easter because I want to eat all the snacks and all the food. Like I'm there because I want to spend time with my parents and my sister and brother-in-law and my dog, you know? So it's just, I think 
my mentality has changed where like, I look forward to like, what games are we going to play? What activities are we going to do? And then my family is super supportive of like making sure I have SOS food or not caring if I just bring my own. And something else that we talked about was the tradition that you have with your husband for, you know, you do your sushi Tuesdays, is it? Thursdays. (laughs) Thursdays. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, prior to SOS, me and my husband, every Thursday, it kind of became a thing that we would order from our favorite sushi place because they have amazing veggie rolls, like just simple ones, but they're just like, they always have like the perfect avocados and like fresh veggies. Um, and it was just like our kind of Thursday treat to ourselves. Like we don't have to cook. We don't have to worry about dinner. We just get sushi and that's it. So now I've kind of worked like at least one sushi night into my system. So that way during the week, like I know I can always have my sushi night if I really want it. Right. So it's taking the things that help you have a very healthy relationship and not eliminating them because, oh, it's not a hundred percent SOS. We can move things around a little bit. There's always an answer so that we can preserve what's most important, which is for you to have a healthy relationship and have some time to relax with your husband. Absolutely. And I will say too, like another thing that I've, I think the Croatia experiment, if we want to call it that helped us too, (laughs) is like, I went on a long weekend vacation this past weekend to visit my friends in Arizona. And previously I would have been like, Oh my God, what are we going to eat when I'm there? Like, am I going to gain weight that weekend? And I just like, showed up and enjoyed myself and ate when I was hungry and stopped when I was full and didn't beat myself up because I couldn't eat my normal breakfast. So I had avocado toast and like the weekend had nothing to do with the food and like the best possible way. And it just was like such a freeing, I think I've used that word like six times now. SOS has made me feel very free. I think that's, you know, free from like the food, just controlling every event in my life. And that's an amazing feeling. I was talking about this a little bit earlier, how there's Maslow's hierarchy of needs and food and to be fueled is a basic human need. And if we don't fulfill that need, then we can't do anything. We can't tap into anything. So now that that is taken care of for you, you can truly be present in your life. And when you go and visit friends in Arizona, you're visiting the friends, you're in Arizona and the food is just in the background. Exactly. Actually my, so it's my best friend that lives out there who she moved out there a couple of years ago. She actually commented during the weekend. She's like, you're like a different person. She's like, you, you with this, like eat to live. She's like, I've never seen this before. And she's, she's one of those people who's never been on a diet. She's never had to her relationship with food is super healthy. She's Greek and Italian. She has all the food traditions with her family, but like just it happened in a very different way for her than for me. And so she was like, wow. Like, cause it's like, she was like, okay, so let's plan all the dinners. I'm like, yeah, I don't care wherever you want to go is fine. And she's like, really? Like what, you know? So she just noticed that there was like this shift in me that like, there was zero priority for me and my husband around the food. <laughs> and that makes me so happy because I've gotten to know you and you were just such a gem. You were so great to work with. We were so sad when your time ended because you're so great to work with. And so to hear that before this, you were clouded, that breaks my heart. And I'm so happy that you're free now because the free version of you is an 11 out of 10. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) It it feels like an 11 out of 10. I will say that. So, and, and that's not the first time I saw her this summer as well, like during my wedding festivities. And she also commented then on just like, 
me and my relationship to food because she's known me forever. So she, I mean, since I was born, so she's seen me go through all of the ups and downs of dieting and she's always, she's never understood like the diet mentality. because She never had that. So for her to, to comment that like, she notices a change in my mental health around food is everything. What about your husband? What does he notice? He notices that I don't ask him what we're going to have for dinner every night anymore. And that that's not the stressor of every day. Like he, he loves that. Like we just heat up something quick. Like he loves not having to think about like a recipe to make or have to answer questions of like, well, what do you want? What do you have a taste for? So he loves it. He is a big fan of just like I said, he's super eat to live guy. So like he could care less about food ever. Um, so he's, you know, he sees a noticeable difference and just like, I have time for activities now, which if you don't mind, I want to transition into this. Cause this is something that I wanted to talk about. Um, I did not realize how much planning and cooking meals took up of my mental capacity in life until I started learning about primary foods from you and like doing all this exploration of like my hobbies and interests. I mean, I have taken a ballroom dancing class since starting your program, a writing class, a crochet club I was in for a while. Like I, there's so, there's so much more room for activities to quote stepbrothers. It's just like unreal. Like the amount of time I used to devote like to just meal prepping and dinner prepping. And now like dinner and lunch and the thought I put into what I'm going to eat during the day takes like a total of six minutes out of my day. And I, I can relax after work and like do other things and have time to take a writing class on the weekends because I'm not cooking elaborate meals. And I, I love that part of the program. Like that has brought so much joy and just like interest. I never realized I had into my life. That makes me so happy because the people that tend to come to SOS are very intelligent, capable people that are busying their mind with such elementary things like food and what I'm going to eat. And somebody like you, there's so much more that you could do. You can ballroom dance, you can crochet, you can write. There's so much. And I know you love to write. There's so much more there for you. Finally, you can guess. It's wonderful. And I just, I've started really exploring like a lot of self-care things too, after working with my mindset coach that like, I didn't even, I guess, realize was self-care before, but like journaling in the morning and meditating and, you know, putting these little, these little bookends to my day that make me feel so good that have absolutely nothing to do with food or my, you know, breakfast. Like I'm not finding joy out of my breakfast in the morning. It's good, but I'm finding joy out of waking up, working out, journaling, meditating, and having like these little self-care routines. And also another thing I would like to ramble on about is um, the working out. So I used to be obsessive in a very unhealthy way about working out. And I felt like you are going to gain weight the day you stop working out six days a week. And I spent thousands of dollars on personal trainers and gyms and memberships and this and that. And Oh, orange theory is going to be the answer. Now this is going to be the answer now, you know, whatever. And 
then I threw my back out like about a year before I started or probably eight months before I started working with you and I couldn't work out and it was crushing my soul to not be able to work out. And so by the time I started working with you right away, you were like, oh, you don't have to like, we're not going to focus on working out during SOS. And I was like, well, how is that going to work? And I learned that I could release all the weight without ever working out. And I mean, I think I did like 20 minutes of yoga before my wedding in general, not that day, but like I did a bar (laughs) class here and there. Like I would have like previous Lauren would have been like working out like a psychopath every day leading up to my wedding on my wedding day. I probably would have gone for a run, but like I learned over the course of SOS that I don't need to do that. So now what I've learned about myself is that I truly need movement in my life for my mental health. Like it makes a difference in who I am as a human being, whether I work out that day or whether I don't, but instead of like doing these like hit workouts that I hate and like burpees and I just dread the whole thing. I found that I love riding a Peloton and I love spin class. And so I hop on that bike, like with a smile on my face every morning at 5am. I can't wait to get on it. I have friends who are on it. And like some days I do like a 30 minute hit class. Cause I want to, and other days I do a 20 minute Disney ride because that sounds like fun. And either way, I don't beat myself up. And if I want to take four days off, I take four days off because I know it's not, it's not about weight loss anymore. It's only going to help my mental health, which actually gets me to ironically work out more than I used to because I see the, the mental health benefits as opposed to like, why don't I have abs yet? Why don't I have toned arms yet? So it's just like, wow, like that has totally done a 180 for me. And it's actually made me more into exercise, but in like a completely opposite way of what I used to be. And I love it now. You know, I saw you posted on your Instagram story that one of your friends had posted the Peloton and she was doing it with you. And I loved that you were using that as a way to connect with others and to build a bond as opposed to, I need to do this because I need my body to look a certain way. Yes. It's been unbelievable. Like I have a friend in the city who I never see in person, but we ride every morning together. We text every day because of it. We're very close because of it. And I have a whole group of women who half of them, I had never even met in real life. It was like friends of friends of friends. And one day they planned to do an in-person spin class at a studio. And we all got to get together and meet each other. And like, it was just the most like heartwarming, adorable, like girl tribe you've ever seen, because it was just like, we all support each other. We're all accountability buddies. And then we finally all got to like actually meet face to face and see all the acquaintances. And like, it was just so fun. And it had, again, it's like a, a primary food that has nothing to do with food or drinking or, you know, that kind of socializing. It was like our socializing was to all go to the spin class together. And it was really cool. And I'll tell you what, I bet before that, before SOS, if you had done that, it would have been are we going to eat somewhere after? Do I have to save up points for it? Yeah. Now that probably just isn't even a thought. No. And we did, we did go to brunch after, but it, that, I didn't even care about that part of it. Like that was like, oh yeah, like whatever. If we want to go eat after, like that's fine. But it wasn't like, okay, we're going to brunch and we happen to be doing a spin class. It was like, no, we're going to do this awesome spin class together. And we happen to be, you know, some of us stopped after for food, but like, yeah, it was just such an opposite situation of what it would have been 
you were doing the brunch, if you were on Weight Watchers, you would have had to save up points. You would have been dying during the spin class. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't have eaten anything in the morning. I would have been like, Oh, I, I got to save up my points for brunch. I would have gone in an empty stomach. It would have been, and then I would have felt guilty the rest of the day, even though I worked out, even though I did all these things, the whole rest of the Sunday would have been like, Oh, why did I eat that? Or, you know, I went over my, I blew my points for the week. So yeah, all the, all the socializing now is just so it's so different than it used to be. And it's so much less guilt involved. And like, it's, it's freeing. I'll say it again. (laughs) Beth and Kayla were so crucial. Like, first of all, like Beth just makes you so happy listening to her feedback because she has the most beautiful (laughs) British accent. And like, she's just so cute in her delivery of everything. And like, she just it would always be like, that's okay. You know, you don't have to worry about that. And like, she just put me, like, I would literally look forward to her and Kayla's videos each week. And Kayla just like had this way of like calming me down and reframing everything for me. And like, I, I get all worked up about something in my mindset journal. And then she would just reframe it for me in a way that I'd be like, oh, yeah. And everything. So they were, it was such a good experience. And I, I literally missed that. <laughs> You're the way that your program is organized, it's so straightforward. It's so easy to digest. It's so like it builds in the perfect cadence. So you never feel overwhelmed by anything. And like, oh, it's just the best. And if I, if anyone is like contemplating this, I will say like, take the leap and you might think you can do it on your own. Cause I'm a person who's like, I don't need any help. I don't need to delegate that. Delegate this to Emmy and her team. Let them be your support system. Let them guide you because it works. Like at the end of the day, like I have, ex- I have tested the theory in so many different ways now throughout the year. And like at the end of the day, like coming back to your SOS foundation works so good. And the support that you guys receive is unbelievable. And honestly, I look so forward to our alumni calls every month. I get like giddy. Like I just realized today, I was like, oh, it's on Monday. (laughs) It's such a good group of like people in general in the SOS system on the Facebook group. Like the whole thing is just such a good experience. Thank you for saying that because I enjoy every moment of it. And I look forward to the alumni call too. It's the beginning of the month. We can set our intentions. So I'm so happy to have you and the alums. Yes, me too. If you made it to the end of the video, please comment beautiful bride because Lauren really was a beautiful bride. Lauren, you were such a joy to work with. I'm so glad that we've connected. You're an alum. I get to see you every month. So I adore you and thank you for doing this. If you want a transformation like Lauren's, please go to healthyemmy.org or just click the link in the down bar and apply to work with me and my team. Mm -hmm.